It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thursday morning on Buckeye Breakdown, we're going to do our normal Friday show because we're anticipating we're going to have a Building the Buckeyes episode for you coming tomorrow. So we're speeding things up a little bit in the week, and that means it's preview and prediction time. Who is Western Kentucky? What can we expect from this team? You've heard all week long that they like to throw the ball. Let's tell you about their personnel and who you can expect to see on the field, including a former Buckeye receiver that's off to a good start uh, down in the Bluegrass State. It's all coming up next. We're going to dive in to the Hilltoppers on Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. Is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown, and thanks for joining us live here as we stream at 7 a.m. on Thursday morning, getting ready for Ohio State and Western Kentucky Saturday afternoon at the Horseshoe. And not just afternoon, but literally, like well afternoon, late afternoon, in fact, a 4 p.m. kickoff. That's a little different, a little later than uh, Ohio State's normal, quote-unquote, late afternoon games. But the uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are coming to town for the first time ever. What should we expect? Let's get into it here shortly. I'm Brendan Gulick along with Anthony Meglin. If you're joining us for the first time, thanks for doing that. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel where we stream live every morning during the week. We'd really appreciate the support there. That helps the show grow, and, and we want to be able to bring you content like this uh, for many years to come, but certainly uh, throughout the course of this season. Uh, and know that all of the latest information on the teams available on BuckeyesNow.com. We're part of the Fan Nation Network with the Sports Illustrated Media Group. All right, Anthony, uh, I know you're dying to get into the Hilltoppers. I know you've done a little deep dive on personnel and scheme and what we can expect from a team that uh, is going to be as much an air raid attack as Ohio State will probably see all season long. Let's get right into it. What uh, What do you think about when you when you see this Hilltopper offense? I wish I could have played for them. I wish I could have played uh, for Western Kentucky. They run such a, on the offensive side of the ball, uh, such a fun scheme. Um, and such just like uh, it's it's honestly like their coaches playing Madden or playing NCAA 2014 and, you know, just put pass plays out there. And you're oh, oh, trying to like play like you're playing against your little brother. They play very, very little defense and they play. They just let that thing rip uh, on offense. But uh, um, it's it, I'm, you know, it, it's going to be a really interesting challenge for Ohio State in, in a couple of different ways um, that I think is going to be very good for for the Buckeyes, because um, I believe that. Uh, with what they do um, on both sides of the ball. They're going to stress the secondary and they're going to stress the pass rush um, for sure, which are two areas that, well, I guess our secondary is in good shape, but an area that we want to see some real good improvement um, up front. And then um, when the Buckeyes are on offense, this is a big opportunity to make big plays down the field. Um, I think that their defense really struggles um, with defending um, anything. 
but especially uh, throwing the ball down the field, they really struggle to give up a ton of big plays. So, um, you know, from an overall theme perspective, those are some of the things that I'm looking at. But um, regardless, uh, I think that this is going to be a team we've referenced it a couple times that this is going to be a team who comes into Saturday like, hey, why not us? And they're just going to come out firing, swinging and punching um, and just to see what could possibly happen. Austin Reed has been around college football for a long time. He's put up some big numbers for sure, to your point, they because they of the system that they run. Um, but I think he's going to come in with a ton of confidence. You know, the reality is I, I don't know that he has an NFL future. I'm not 100% sure that he won't. But um, th- this is a huge stage for him to try to go and ball out. I expect him to be at his best. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's been off to to a really good start, you know, from a statistical perspective, um, you know, throwing just south of 300 yards a game. So averaging 294 yards um, a game. He's only thrown six touchdowns, uh, but he's completing the ball at 67 and a half percent. So he's really spreading it out. And then when you look at their receivers, um, it's honestly like. I was I was surprised when we when we dive into the stats, just kind of how balanced um, they are. They have about ten guys who all have a catch, um, and their leading receiver, Easton Messer, has eleven catches for one hundred thirty-four yards and a touchdown. So when you think about um, what we how we've kind of pro- portrayed um, this Western Kentucky team and what they've shown on film is like, hey, we're going to drop back, we're going to throw it, you know, we're going to throw those bubble screens as an extension of the run. Um, I would have expected to see some more um, more more gaudy numbers, if you will. Uh, but I think one of the big things that Austin Reed does very, very well is he spreads the thing around. Um, and it doesn't get locked on one or two guys, uh, but you'll see a plethora of guys uh, making catches uh, for, uh, for for the Hilltoppers on Saturday because he does such a good job of just, hey, finding the open receiver and not forcing anything. And also evident in the fact that he hasn't turned the ball over once. So um, you'll see that from him. Um, very mature guy, very, very young. Uh, veteran guy um, back at quarterback. There is one guy in that receiver room that Ohio State fans will uh, will recognize if you're a diehard Buckeye, and that's Blue Smith. Uh, you know, Blue is obviously, it's been quite a while since he was at Ohio State. It feels like when you think about Ohio State receivers, um, he's not one of the first guys that comes to mind recently because of all the success that a lot of these other guys have had. Um but if you need a refresher, I mean, his his only year in Columbus was the final year that Urban Meyer coached. And he really didn't factor in much as a Buckeye, but um, there are only, I believe, only two guys on the roster that are still here that were part of his recruiting class, and that's Josh Proctor and, and Matt Jones. Uh, but he roomed with Chris Olave when he was a freshman, and um, I, I understand that he and Chris are, are pretty close. Um, and when he left Ohio State, he, he basically said he left because, um, you know, he, he felt like he needed a fresh start after uh, after Urban Meyer retired. Uh, he went to Cincinnati, and so he did come back and play one game in the shoe when he played with Cincinnati, but he actually didn't get on the field that game. Um, so it's kind of cool that he's going to have one more opportunity to come back. He's a you know, generally a Dayton area native. I think he was from Huber Heights. Um, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be cool for him to, to get out on the field. And uh, I know he's hoping he's going to have a big game. Yeah. And, you know, for, for his year so far, eight catches, 88 yards and a score. Um, I think that's a, that's a pretty solid start. But one thing that just always blows my mind with the way colleges right now with 
what's happened the past, I don't know, three years. It's like, it feels like guys have been in school for forever. Like, it feels like Urban Meyer hasn't coached. I, you know, I feel like he's been on the Fox set for, you know, three years, went down to Jacksonville, and, you know, Blue Smith played for him uh, back at Ohio State. So it's just always, it's always cracks me up about how, where guys are at, you know, kind of on their college journeys. Uh, but it'd be awesome to have him back um, just for, for his sake. Um, you know, and he's playing a significant role and um, are down for, for Western Kentucky. So it'll be great for him to uh, to, to get back into the shoe and, uh, you know, get to experience one last game day down there uh, because, you know, I think that's a big deal. And, again, the Ohio State receiver room for the past decade, you can talk about it till you know, you turn blue in the face. But just another guy who's really – who's a, a good player on another Division One program – but you know, started at Ohio State and just wasn't able to crack it because you know it's hard to it's hard to beat out a room of Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and whoever the heck else was on that team, whatever other first rounder was on that team. How about when they run the ball? Because we did note earlier this week that uh, this is a team that obviously likes to throw it, but maybe has run it a bit more than you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so about two to run, two to one uh, run to pass ratio. Um, so you'll get you know. You know, two passes to one run, um, and they don't have their running backs are um, you know off to average starts. I would say both guys, um, Davion Irvin Poindexter is going to be kind of the bell cow. He'll wear number twelve, or excuse me, number two um, for them, and he's got. Um, and then behind him is Marquis Step, who has found Pater once, has one score uh, on 13 carries for 74 yards. So those are their two guys who really run the ball when they're handing it off. And then Austin Reed does a fair share of running, seven carries, 41 yards, um, and two scores. So uh, Austin Reed being ex- an extension of the run game is, is very good for them. Uh, but like you said, they don't run it off, and they average just about 122 yards um, of, uh, of rushing a game, which is a good number, um, I'd say, but they balance it out. Um, it's kind of balanced seems to be the, uh, the, the word of this offense is that they balance it out to the receivers, but they also balance, um, in the run game, but you know, they're not going to lean on the run game. And I don't believe in my, my perspective and my opinion is that on Saturday, uh, you will see, um, what I believe will be just extensions of the run game, right? They'll use quick and short passes to run the football because I think they're going to be um, severely un- undermanned um, up front against this Ohio State, uh, against the Ohio State front. You know, we, we alluded to it a little bit there just with the, the, the Ohio State defensive line kind of feeling like it's going to be a, a legitimate big test for them and probably for the first time this season. Do you think there's pressure on that group to start showing that, hey, we're, we're here too and, and – you know, if you're going to try to throw the ball at us, uh, Jim Knowles has acknowledged he's not going to blitz as often because of the depth on this roster and that he's leaning on those guys to generate more of a pass rush. I think they've got to have a big week. Yeah, and I think it's 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 a weird spot that they're in because the pressure isn't that they're not they're not good. They're just not producing and they haven't been in, in spots to produce. Uh, with what they've seen in weeks one and two. So they're really going to get their first opportunity to go out and, and show that dominance that they showed last year. And that honestly, we're expecting to see um, pretty early on um, starting this season. So I think it's just going to be almost like an anxiousness, like, hey, we are good. We know we're good. We just got to give uh, get an opportunity to show it. And I think Saturday is going to be that. You'll see 
Um, just obviously with them dropping back as much as they do, um, you're going to see some of this, uh, some of this off defensive front look the part and look the way that Ohio State, all of our fans have wanted this defense to look, um, this defensive line, just getting after the quarterback, being really physical um, and making it really challenging uh, for him when he drops back. How about on the other side? Because for, you know, for roughly the hundred points they've scored just under that uh, on offense through two games, defensively, it doesn't look like they've performed at a particularly high level. And I, I think this should be a, let's get some serious momentum going kind of game uh, for Kyle McCord in the offense. Yeah, so this is a great time to name a starting quarterback and for Kyle McCord to just build some confidence in himself. Because honestly, like this is one where it's like, all right, you're watching the tape and you're looking your chops because it's like, okay, they can't really – you, you, there's clips or there's, excuse me, there's, um, you just go, can go on YouTube and watch um, their last two games, just highlight tapes and cut up. Um, and they just get burnt repeatedly up and down the sidelines. Um, you know, so in their two wins, you know, one against USF um, in week one, um, they ended up pulling away. Uh, but it was a 10 point game with about five minutes to go. Um, and they had a strip sack that they returned for a touchdown. And then there was another fluky play that allowed them to kind of separate. So they weren't, they didn't really separate in that game. And you'd be surprised against Houston Christian last week. It was a little bit closer. Um, and Houston Christian was kind of controlling the tempo and scoring um, a little bit on this Western Kentucky defense. So a couple of numbers to note, um, at least that I pulled. Um, is that in their two games, we've talked about how powerful this offense is and, and what they can do on offense. They've actually been outgained. Um, so they're giving up on defense 456 yards of total offense, um, whereas on offense they're gaining 449 yards uh, of total offense. So at, for as powerful as we think that their offense can be um, and as explosive as they can be, their defense is equally um, – I bad's not the right word, but doesn't perform to an equal standard uh, where they give up um, just as much. And it's everything. It's it's rushing the football. Uh, they're, they're giving up 267 yards on the ground. So that could be a huge, huge day for the running back room where it's like, all right, you want to see some of those explosive plays we've seen in the past? Great. Um, they only give up 190 yards in the air, but it's a function of the offenses they've faced. Uh, but you can throw it. You can run it against these guys. There's opportunities everywhere to make big plays. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I read something really interesting yesterday that I think, you know, plays in a little bit this week. We didn't talk about this ahead of time, so I'm going to get your your best reaction on this. There was an awesome article put out on ESPN literally last night. I saw it about um, the idea that the deep ball is dead and the data suggests it. There were 3,416 passing attempts in the NFL last year that went 15 yards or more through the air. That's the fewest since 2006. And the article tried to dive into why. Well, as a counterpoint, believe it or not, in the Ryan Day era, Ohio State's number of 20-yard throws is wildly high. 
Dwayne Haskins in 2018 had 72 throws of 20 yards or more. Justin Fields in 2019, 78 throws of 20 yards or more. 2020 was 32 throws, obviously a shortened season. C.J. Stroud, over the course of two years, did it 123 times. Um, on average, if you take 2020 out for having a, a, a far abbreviated season, the Buckeyes are averaging 68 throws per game that that are 20 yards or more. And Kyle McCord's already got eight of them through his first you know, first couple games, and so he's on pace for, for almost 50. Um, I, I, I'm wondering – if you see something in Ohio State's offense, or is it a, a college football thing versus an NFL thing where Ryan Day, and, and again, looking at this Western Kentucky team this week and thinking about what their personnel looks like, how likely it is that you're going to see Ryan Day calling shot plays like that, because that seems to be part of his M.O., and I would anticipate with Western Kentucky's defense that it, it would probably continue. Yeah. So I didn't read the entire article. I saw like a little, I saw a post on it. Um, and there's a, there's, I think there's certainly layers to it. So at the top level, I think when you talk about NFL and they, and they put that, um, they put that comparison out, there's just been a shift in the game, right? Where it was, you know, if you rewound five years, it was more, Hey, how are we going to stop the run? Um, you know, you know, probably ten years stopping the run. The pass wasn't the the focal point of an offense, whereas now passing is the league. And so you lot of, you see a lot of shell defenses and shell coverages. Um, and how that translates to up uh, to us in Ohio State um, is that it's it's really hard for these Division One. It doesn't even matter. It could be Western Kentucky. It could be Minnesota. It could be Penn State. But Ohio State's talent is so darn elite that you could put anybody, you could put six guys in the secondary and, you know, you're going to have guys that, that consistently run by. So that's one of the positives that I think comes from Ryan day is that um, from Ryan day's offenses is that he exploits that. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity this week for him to uh, um, it, this is a great opportunity for him this week to let to show that to his team because um you know they're going to be elite on the on the on the outsides um and they're going to have the opportunity to throw it and i think it also does present a little bit of a challenge to his offensive line which we've talked about is that hey we need to protect and we need to we need to look a lot better um and this will be a good opportunity like hey we're going to take some shots and i i personally would it it would help build Kyle's confidence significantly. Um, and then it would also help his offensive line. Like, Hey, let's build some confidence and protection uh, because we can do it because we're, we're far superior than their defensive line. Um, and then, you know, on the outside, so let's take shots and let's score some points. It'd be a fun way to go about it. I think the best possible thing that Ohio state could do this week is figure out a way to make Kyle feel like he has the biggest head the 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 like uh, riding the the best looking horse on its way into town like whatever he's got to do to feel like he is king do it this weekend so that when he goes to Notre Dame there isn't a sliver of doubt that he feels like he's the guy yeah you, you just build his confidence continue to do it it started last week in in the, the press conferences where he or Ryan Day named him the starter 
he could have done it after the, uh, the, the game on Saturday, but you know, I think that was out of respect for Devin Brown. Like, Hey, we're going to bring this in house. We're going to bring you into a room. I'm going to tell you face to face. You're not going to hear it from Twitter. You're not going to hear it in the media. And then all week it was, let's build up, let's build up, let's build them up. Um, so that when you go into Notre Dame, you're just soaring with confidence. Um, and cause that's what it has to be, you know, next week, a week from right now, I think you and I are, we're going to feel a little bit more stress from this Ohio state nation. Um, uh, because, you know, you're going into a big one. You're going into a big one. And, and a, a good way to go in there comfortable or a little bit more comfortable is have your quarterback feel as though he's on top of the world and that and that he he can go out and he can be the reason that, that they win. So um, I really think this is a great opportunity for Coach Day to build his confidence um, and, and, and really help him establish it in his head that I'm the Ohio State quarterback and I can get it done. Um, and I think this week's going to be a big opportunity for him to do that. So I think the one area that I am most trying to uh, focus is on third downs this week. Ohio State is 119th right now nationally in third down conversion. Not even close to being good enough and and certainly not close at all to where they were last week. I'm sorry, I should say last year. Um I I don't know if that has to be a, a play calling adjustment. I don't know what has to change for them to start just flat out executing better, but they've got to find a way to do it because if you can't extend drives or if you constantly put yourself in a situation where you have to make a decision because it's fourth and short, right? I mean, it's like Ryan Day talked about third and medium not being good. That might be the case, but they really weren't very good on – third and one, two, or three either. And they were putting themselves in fourth down situations where you had to make decisions. I I just think that's not sustainable long-term, especially against elite defenses. So uh, against a team that you are supposed to overpower, like you've got to go execute. Um, I I really want to see Ohio State be better than 60% on third down this week. Yeah, and it goes back to – I remember last week we were talking about what we wanted to see when they played Youngstown State, and it was being on schedule. How many times last week did, did they have a third and long or did they have a third and medium? And I don't – honestly, Brennan, I don't care if you're playing, you know, whoever you're playing. You know, third and eight is hard to convert. Um, it doesn't even – it doesn't matter, um, you know, where you're at, you know, or who you're playing. It's, um, it, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, so you have to stay in front of schedule. Um, and you hate that number, you know, of where they're at converting. And you obviously, we know that it's a hot button topic because the first thing that was said on in Ryan Day's press conference last week, or at least not the first thing, but when you asked them, you know, what are you looking for this week? Situational success. What is situational success? It's converting on third down. Like that's how that's how you win football games. Yeah, yes, you're going to have big plays, and yes, you're going to you know spring some stuff. But to really win football games. You need to be able to, when the back's against the wall, it's third and eight or third and seven, you need to convert that. And you need to do it against inferior opponents. So my, my thoughts would be, to your point, would be stay out of those. Let's let's try to get out of third and seven plus. Anything less than that, I'm good with. You know, Stay ahead of the sticks um, and, and be in third and manageable. And then when you're backed up and you are in those third and longs, hey, somebody make a play. Like That's sometimes what it comes down to. It's like, hey, Kyle. Need you to make a play here. Like, we're going to call something, and it, it may be Marvin. It may be Emeka. It may be Cade. 
but go do it. Like you're the you're you're a five star dude. Go make the play and have confidence in yourself in making those plays. Um, I love that. I love that out of you. That that that's kind of where your mind's at with it because that's a huge, um, you know, a huge area of improvement for the Buckeyes. And, and I I think they'll do it, but there is a, a small element for me of I need to see it. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to will it, it into it existence. That's how you beat Notre Dame. And that's how you beat Michigan and Penn State. Like that's converting on third down is how you do that. Yeah, for sure. All right, prediction time. I'll let you go first. What do you think? Throw me, throw me under the bus first. Let's go. Um, it's going to be a good day. Uh, I'm excited for a couple things. I'm excited to see um, how Coach Day calls the game um, and what he does to instill some confidence in um, in Common Court. Uh, because, like you said, we've been building. This has been building. All right, this is your team now. What can we do uh, to just further establish yourself as the quarterback? So I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see how he performs. And honestly, I'm excited to see how the offensive line uh, performs. We didn't talk about this. I should have texted it to you, but I saw it first thing here this morning. But um, Coach Justin Fry yesterday at his press conference hinted or said exactly what we had been talking about, um, that the physicality up front. Uh, honestly, it was exactly what you wanted to hear. It was, it was, it was sent to me this morning by somebody, and uh, I was like, finally, somebody said it. They need to be more physical, and they're talking about it. Um, and it was funny, too, because he was like, you know, if it says in the playbook that, you know, I'm the left tackle and I have to block three technique, well, that doesn't mean just get in front of him. That's your guy. Go destroy him. That's basically what coach was saying. That was like, thank God somebody said it. Um, so yeah, go be Wyatt Teller and pancake a guy 25 yards down the field. <laughs> yes. You know what, coach, this was my guy. And look what I did to my guy. He's 20 yards down the field and he's planted. There's a, there's a his body implant in Cleveland Brown Stadium. Uh, because I just destroyed him into the ground. So I love to hear that because that I know, now I know on Wednesday when he said it, um, they've been talking about it since Sunday. So I'm excited to see that against a, a far inferior opponent. So I, I want to see the run game get established. I'd love to see the pass game, um, you know, continue to, to to grow and establish itself. Uh, but Ohio State, I think, what are they at? They're at 29 and a half points, at least what I saw last. Maybe it's moved. Um, I think Ohio State rolls. I think I'm over two on my predictions, um, but I think Ohio State does roll. They take care of business. I'm thinking somewhere in the in the vicinity of 49-14 um, would be mine. So my final will be 49-14. Kyle throws four touchdowns. Marvin has two. Omeka one. Cade one. And then uh, Trey and Chip each get one. So that's six. And then Kyle runs one. In. So Kyle, big day for Kyle McCord on Saturday. All right. I'm in. Uh, I think it's going to be slightly more offensive on both sides. I'm going to go 56-17. Not that I I have any doubt in Ohio State's defense to to give up multiple touchdowns. I just think that Western Kentucky may have a broken play somewhere along the way uh, that could spring for a touchdown and you know we've we've seen it a couple times these first uh, these first two games where both Indiana and Youngstown State uh, certainly didn't do it regularly, but had one or two sustained drives up the field, uh, and I think their offensive personnel is good enough to uh, to make something happen. I I would love to see Ohio State have another week where defensively, you know they they have our attention in a way that maybe we didn't expect where we're going into the Notre Dame game. And it's like, Hey, you know, these guys have given up two touchdowns, the first three games combined or whatever. Um, I think that'd be awesome, but I, I'm going to go with 56, 17. 
I don't really believe in Western Kentucky's ability to stop Ohio State. I think Ryan Day is going to leave the starters in late into the game, and he is going to make sure they capitalize on every rep. I'm not saying run up the score or be unprofessional about it, but I I think this is going to be a day where Ohio State is going to try to put up you know 500 plus yards of offense, and they're going to look a little bit more like the Ohio State that we're used to seeing because um, they got to figure out a way to get to that point before they play Notre Dame, and this is your last crack. So I think it's a big day. 56-17 my, uh my thought around the Buckeyes on Saturday. Yeah, I love that. I, I love that opportunity, too, to just go out and just dominate. Let's go 500 yards. So, you know, exactly what he said, you know, what Coach Day says, you know, balanced attack, but big numbers everywhere. I think it's a huge, huge opportunity for Ohio State. I'm excited for it. All right, that'll wrap up our coverage here this morning. Of course, all the latest news and info on the teams over at BuckeyesNow.com. You can follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But please, uh, if you don't mind, subscribe to this channel. We uh, we certainly would appreciate your support there. The channel's grown a lot over the last couple of weeks, and we want to continue that here as, as we keep uh, moving forward into some of the bigger games throughout the season. For Anthony Meglin, I'm Brendan Gulick. Again, we are anticipating, I think, we're going to have a Building the Buckeyes episode for you tomorrow to give you the latest on the recruiting trail for Ohio State. So stay tuned for that. And uh, can't wait to see you on Saturday down at the Shoe for the second home game of the year. We'll be on site. We'll do a little pregame hit like normal. We'll have the postgame press conference stream for you live. And then we'll do our normal live postgame show reacting to Ohio State, hopefully in their big win over Western Kentucky. So we'll see you tomorrow morning for a Building the Buckeyes episode. But in the meantime, have a great Thursday. Go Bucks.